happened was true. Traguna. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Hello, darling, and welcome to the show. Welcome back to Lapel de Vide. Welcome. I'm Haley, and with me as always, Gabby, my vivacious co host. And today it is my turn to take the helm. I'm scared. You should be scared. <laughs> um, I will be talking about quantum immortality, which is a very foreign subject to me, but as soon as I found out about it, it was quite interesting. Last week, Gabby delved into the Mandela Effect, and I thought this would be a lovely little carry-on. Quantum immortality is the idea that claims that the consciousness stays alive though it begins to die. Okay? I have not followed. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I was afraid of. It relies on the many worlds interpretation for its validity. Right. An example of this being is a car crash. There are many different scenarios you can come out of a car crash in. You can either die, come out, busted your car. You can swerve and miss the accident altogether, blow out some tires, you know, break a bone, puncture a lung, with all different varying degrees of out- yeah, an outcome. Even though you may not have died in the car crash, in another realm you would have similar to what we were talking about with the mandela effect like another reality exactly okay in the original universe you die in the crash but your consciousness continues to exist in an alternative universe so it kind of like train tracks you know how the controllers can change yeah you switch you switch the lane it's kind of like that this is related to the thought experiment of Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's? Yeah. Is that right? That's how you say it. Okay. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat. I should know because Laura has a cat named Schrodinger. Does she? Yeah, because she's a big science nerd. So oh, hi, Laura. She named her cat Schrody. Oh, God. I hope she's not listening to this. I'm just butchering <laughs> everything about science. She will now that I've mentioned her. I'll tell her to listen yes, to exactly. her because I mentioned her. Um, and I would also like to preface this before delving any deeper into it. This is complete heresy to what we generally think believe. of the world and yeah. believe. Um, I am in no way a scientist or a physicist. I barely passed grade 11 biology. Um, I feel like most conspiracy theories and or theories in general are just that, though, theories. So Yes. I mean, obviously we'll be talking about a lot of random different topics on this podcast, or we'll never be claiming that it's unique, true. Or unique, we have thought of this theory oh, ourselves. Oh, that too, yeah. Um, Unless we actually do come up with our own conspiracy theory. Then we will be plastering it across the sky, being like, look what we just discovered. <laughs> um, but yes, I am not a quantum physicist in specifics at all. Not even very smart, probably didn't research this properly, but nonetheless, it's not really a um, a very well-known theory, I would assume. It's not more a conspiracy theory, it's just a thought experiment based in physics. Right. Which I guess is a conspiracy theory in a way. It's a theory. It's a theory. Yeah. It's a hypothesis. Yeah. Like, like, like I said, gravity is still a theory. Yeah. I'd won a few Academy Awards, though, so... (laughs) The movie. Yeah. You'll get used to all my horrible dad jokes. I make quite a few. I can't predict when they'll come out, but just fair warning, there will be quite a few dad jokes. So, the aforementioned many worlds interpretation theory. Right? Right. I will abbreviate that to MWI. Okay. So the MWI theory can state that every fundamental event that has multiple possible outcomes, like the car crash, 
no matter how big on the cosmic scale, splits the universe into alternate realities. So does that mean even just getting in your car to drive home from work is, is something? Or is, yeah. or is it just something big like getting into a car crash? Well, that's what I had trouble finding out. A lot of the examples within this Were big things. is deadly right. events. But I would assume that as simple as, you know, going grocery shopping could, you know... Because there you are could... a million different outcomes exactly. anytime you go exactly. anywhere. But I think it's easier to explain the deadly ones. Right, that makes sense. Yep. So Stephen Hawking, in fact, described the MWI as self-evidently true. Because he was a big believer in, like, different dimensions and all that jazz. Hmm. Um, I didn't really do a lot of research into Stephen Hawking specifically because he doesn't really have a lot to say other than it's true, in a way. So, it's true or it's true, you know, what does he mean by in a way? Well, he means it's self-evidently true. Like, within our own lifetime and our own paths of consciousness, he believes that we are the evidence of the truth. So, in another universe, he could be up and walking and not in a wheelchair. Right. Well, rest in peace, he's dead, but... Wait, really? When did he die? Oh, oh, like a year ago? Two years ago? Mm. Oh, well. <laughs> Turns out he's actually alive and it's a Mandela effect. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> actually, kind of side note, I went home after our last episode mm. and I was up all night just thinking about Mandela effects. There is one that I didn't think was a Mandela effect. I just... You thought it was true? I thought it was true. And it was just kind of a train of thought that okay, led me to that. Lazy Town. You know the kids' TV show? Yeah. You know Stephanie, the girl, the, the pink, pink one? The pink hair, yeah. I swear on everything that's holy, she died like a few years ago. I have a very, very, very vivid memory sitting in science class with my friend Kayla who I don't talk to anymore and we googled it and we found a mugshot of her from Thailand or Bangkok after she got fired from Lazy Town for being too old she went and became a prostitute in Thailand and died from an overdose of heroin what the fuck I So none of that is true, right? She is alive and well. But she didn't become a prostitute or No. Anything. Google well, it. Uh, yeah. We'll Google it after. Yeah. I could just be tripping balls. Well, I mean, that's what a Mandela effect is. But I haven't seen anyone else bring it up. I should post it on the Reddit and see if anyone... Yeah. Because there's a Reddit for Mandela effects. Because I was like, oh, if I... Because I just Googled it and saw it. And I was like, oh, she's alive? What the fuck? And then I was kind of like, is this a Mandela effect? Mm. No one is talking about it. It's strange. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. This isn't the Mandela effect episode. This isn't the Mandela effect episode, but it is kind of in the same realm. This is an immediate process of Schrodinger's called decohesion. So it's the split of the realities. Mm -hmm. Am I saying it right? Yeah. Schrodinger? Schrodinger, yeah. Gotcha. Shout out to our homeboy Schrodinger. (laughs) Thanks for creating this. I doubt he's alive anymore. He is not. (laughs) He is long dead. Um, It's kind of like a choose your own adventure book. But the universe splits every time an action happens. Mm -hmm. So you read a choose your own adventure book? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so it's like you can kill the dragon or the dragon kills you or you can steal a treasure and leave the dragon asleep or that kind of thing i came up with my own um equation it's like the sims 3 into the future expansion pack i haven't played that one unfortunately the sims is amazing sims 3 is the best sims fight me i I actually agree it is amazing sims 3 is amazing so in that expansion pack, you can get the dystopian future, which is all like Hunger Games-y, mm-hmm. um, a normal future, which is just evolving in a natural way, 
not too macabre but not too like airy fairy Mm -hmm. and then a utopian future the mwi leads into the quantum suicide thought experiment as well strap in folks we're about to go in for a fucking trip down spiraling down the rabbit hole when you pull a trigger of a gun there are two outcomes what are the outcomes you die or someone else dies well, if you had the gun pressed to your temple oh. and you had one bullet and you didn't know where it was, like Russian roulette. Oh, you die or you don't die. Exactly. So the gun either kills you or you either stay alive. In this case, you can either live or die. Yeah. Those are the only two viable options. Or you just somehow really badly... Injure yourself. Injure yourself. But let's assume that it's right to your temple or something like that. Let's just assume you have a really... Good aim. Good aim. The universe will split to accommodate the possibilities. It's kind of like, okay, I step on an ant on the footpath. Does that ant split into another universe? We don't know. If you die... All the possible variable events will be reduced to one, which is certain death. Do you follow? Yes. Okay. Does everyone else follow? (laughs) You don't get a choice, so keep going. However, this is not a two-variable event. Do you follow? I thought it was, though. You either die or you don't die. Isn't that the two-variable? Yes, but if you die... Let's say there's the split second between life and death. Yeah. There's, I don't know, let's say 10 possibilities. Once the bullet kills you, those 10 possibilities will shrink down to one. Right. But this isn't just the two variable event, which is life or death. I think you're going to have to keep going for me to understand what you're talking (laughs) about. (laughs) It could potentially have endless outcomes. So it is almost certain but difficult in another way to reduce the variables to one at the end you look very (laughs) blank i think i understand i think i'm following okay let's just okay let's simplify it for us idiots pointing at me i don't know how i wrote this because i'm kind of like don't fully get it spoiler alert so you could pretend so something as fatal as shooting yourself, the two fatal events being life and death. Mm-hmm. But outside that, there's other variables, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that event isn't just solely a two variable event, I think. Anyway, no matter the circumstances and the outcome of the event, we are not aware of the other versions within a split universe. Right, yeah. That okay. makes sense. Yep. You will remain constantly oblivious to the outcomes contained in the parallel universes, but ultimately your consciousness will continue to live, existing almost indefinitely. Okay. Well, that would be quantum immortality though, right? Not quantum suicide? Well, it's a thought experiment based in quantum immortality. Right, okay. So thought experiments are the only way people have um, worked out quantum immortality? Mm-hmm. What's interesting about the MWI is that, according to the theory, in some parallel universes, everyone who is dead is, in fact, alive. In another... In another universe. Parallel universe, yeah. So, I don't know if I told you this. I probably have. The other day, I was listening to Charles Manson music, Mm -hmm. and I was also listening to Charles Manson music before the podcast. I was listening to the um, Always Is Always Forever, but the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina version. Yeah. By the way, I love that show. It's amazing. Faustus can come and get it whenever he wants. Um, and one of the comments in the YouTube comments section said, in another dimension, Hitler would be an acclaimed painter and Manson would be an acclaimed songwriter. So that's an example in itself of a, another universe. Yeah. I would like to visit that universe just to see what's, what's going on and who the bad guys are. Well, yeah, I guess because obviously Hitler being who he was, 
that was a major event in history. Mm-hmm. So it'd be interesting to see how what would happen. What would that. be different just because of that incident? Which you'd imagine, surely a lot would be different, right? Yeah, exactly. Because that it's like when you time travel, they say not to change anything because just like stepping on a beetle can change your gender in the future or whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. But it would definitely be interesting without Charles Manson even because that Mm. changed Hollywood. But also if they were both artists, Mm. one musician and one a a painter, Mm. whether that would influence anything either. Like Van Gogh's paintings being really well known and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, Charles Manson could have been someone like Bob Dylan. Yeah. Possibly. Wow. Mm. Spooky shit. This could potentially be true, though. We wouldn't know it. We are oblivious to the outcome. But that doesn't appear to be the case to us because we have only experienced one of the variable events. Yep. So I'm trying to... Yeah, we've read a Choose Your Adventure book and we're only picking one. We're not going back and picking the others like I did when reading Choose Your Adventure books. (laughs) I think we all did that at some point. Well, you go, oh, no, I don't like that outcome. Let's, Let's try another one. I, How good would that be if we could actually do that? I probably not good. Was so stupid as a kid. I read them in like page order, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I was like, this story doesn't make sense. And she was like, why? And I was like, because the story keeps changing. And she's like, honey, <laughs> honey, <laughs> honey, you're stupid. If an event doesn't directly involve you, you cannot influence it. So a bystander watching a car crash can't influence the car crash in any way. And I hear you asking, but Haley, if a new universe are constantly popping up into existence, isn't some being created out of nothing? Yeah, that's exactly what I asked. I don't know the answer to that question. (laughs) Why did you ask it then? But the MWI doesn't slash hasn't allowed for gravity in the equation. So all of these theories disregard the theory of gravity why does gravity affect other universes being created like why would that be a problem because it goes against basic physics i think gravity helps us anchor reality and like icky little situations we have gravity helps us allow us to only have one outcome in a way what by not floating off into space i guess so because to me, that's all gravity is. Well, if we're going literal, I th- presume that if another universe just kind of, you know, pops up, gravity will have to... Well, what is another universe? Is it a planet or...? Well, no, because a universe is all of what exists currently. That's what the term universe means. So I would assume an, a parallel universe is one that exists separately from yep. this universe. But how did that come up into existence? Yeah. That's, like it obviously think... can't exist at the same time as this one. Because mm-hmm. that defeats the definition of universe. You, yeah. But that is one of the questions a lot of um, physicists specifically have going against the many world interpretation. Because it's just like, yo, we can't just have these universes popping up willy nilly. Yeah, but that's assuming that... Oh, this is all assumption. Yeah, I mean, like, that that's assuming that, like, reality is is a straight line. Mm-hmm. It is a piece of paper, not a 3D yep. existence, if that makes sense. Yep. With that all being said and done, we're going into the key measurement of quantum immortality. Okay. Quantum physics. And can quantum physics be understood by modern science that applies in the context of eternal inflation, which arguably predicts an infinite three-dimensional space with an infinite amount of planets and an infinite amount of copies of any quantum system? Right, so kind of like what I was saying just before. You just predict the future, you do. According to this interpretation, the wave function for a quantum system describes not some random what-if ensemble of impossibilities, but rather than an actual spatial collection 
of identical copies of the system that exists in our infinite space. You look very like you're giving me the hundred yards. <laughs> I'm hearing yards your step. words, but they're not like going into my brain. <laughs> okay. Like I'm following, but not every sentence is registering. Registering, yeah. Because um, they're just that, kind of words. That is so fair. That is more than fair. <laughs> I completely understand. I have always had an interest in space and astrology and the planets and the yeah. solar systems and all that. So this is kind of based in, we can't, so another universe is another quantum system. Yeah. Another quantum system can't exist into our own already. Yeah, it has to be on like a second layer, Mm. I guess you could say, like in Photoshop, how you have (laughs) layers. (laughs) The graphic designer in you is coming out. Yeah. Or onions. You said you said that so lovingly. Oh, Shrek. Anyways. Well, I was more picturing it like a stack rather than... Like a Jenga block. Yeah, rather than an onion, how it's like encompassed, but the idea is still the same. Exactly. So even now, we can't pinpoint that we're sitting in your apartment in the Sunshine Coast, in Australia, on Earth in the solar system, whatnot. We can't? We have no cosmological pull. We as humans? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant, like, scientifically we can't. I was like, what what is the Google Maps then? (laughs) Right? (laughs) You get what I'm saying, don't you? I do, that's the thing. (laughs) I don't even know if we can scientifically self-locate in space. I mean, Sandra Bullock just plummeted to the Earth. Armageddon happened and Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis drilled holes into a meteorite because they were oil drillers. I don't even know what you're saying. It's a movie, Armageddon. Oh. You know the... I thought you were still talking about the Sandra Bullock one. No. Gravity. I, I haven't seen Gravity for like eight years. I didn't even realise it was eight years old. Probably longer. My concept of time is warped. Probably because of all this stuff. Probably because I can't self-locate in space. Yeah. So basically, the maths side of any quantum event can be like, we've got many things at once, but they all can't happen. What are we going to do? This goes by the Born rule. B-O-R-N rule. Named after a man born. He Mm -hmm. was a scientist which is a postulate of quantum mechanics given the probability that a measurement of a quantum system will yield a given result. That's the thing with quantum mechanics as well. It's extremely erratic, quantum particles, and can't really be pinpointed. So like gravity, it's a theory. Mm -hmm. We know it's there, but we can't really prove it. In this sense, quantum possibilities emerge from classical probability. So like the chances of flipping a head on a two-sided coin. Mm -hmm. We're going back to primary school probability, which is the easiest way to describe this whole enigma of a belief system. Yeah, I mean, it's probability, like a math problem. Yeah. Every time you leave the house or don't. Leave the house. house. Yeah, exactly. This state of existing in all possible states at once is called an object's coherent superposition. So is that where all of the universes line up or something? Yes. Coherently. And they, like, join together, right? Yes. I was nodding. This is a visual podcast. (laughs) The total of all possible states in which an object can exist makes up the object's wave function. So it's like up and down, up and down, up and down. Wave. Wave like a ocean? No, like have you ever seen a physics graph? Yeah, but you said wave. Right? It's called a wave function. Wave function. I wasn't sure or if it was W A Y or W A V E when you said Oh it, yeah, because I slur all my <laughs> words. I should just take up drinking twenty four seven and that might explain the way I speak. Hmm. You agree? (laughs) No, I was kidding. (laughs) Anywho, when we observe an object, 
the superposition collapses and the object is forced into one of the states of its wave function where it is being observed naturally. So if something's not being observed in another So the example I have written later on is you put your phone on your bedside table. Yeah. You walk out of the room, that's where it is, but because it's not observed, it'll go into its superpositioned wave function. And it'll just float through. That kind of reminds me of a, of another theory that I heard that when you're not observing things, they cease to exist. Yes. So essentially, That's the if same. you can't see it right now, including other people, because it's assuming that you're the only actual yeah. human being or consciousness, that like, say, our work right now, because we're not there, it doesn't exist. Because we're not observing it. Yeah. Anyway. Or like anything. Mm. If you if it's not in your field of vision at any present time. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. A wave function, which I'm going to explain now. So I hear you asking, what is a wave function? <laughs> I feel like I need to be asking these questions. You don't need what to. What is a wave function? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you asked, Gabrielle. A wave function in quantum physics is a mathematical description of a quantum state of a isolated quantum system. This should be a drinking game. Every time I say quantum... I'll take a shot. Take a shot. You'll be plastered by, like, in the first five minutes. Mm. The wave function is a complex-valued probability amplitude, and the probabilities of the possible results of measurement made on the system can be derived from it itself. Again, with probability. Yeah. So that's the only way you can measure it. There is no... You can't have exact evidence. The wave function is hella important. That's all you need to know. We wouldn't exist without a wave function. I think. Don't come after me, please. (laughs) Science people. Well, we did say this is a theory. Yeah, but I don't even think I've, like, quite done research enough. I have... I feel like... I have done such inferior research for this. Well, it sounds like it's a very complicated topic, so it would require lots yes. and lots and lots of Well, research. I started researching this before Christmas, mm-hmm. and it is now... February. February. You have to think about that. I don't know what quantum system I'm in. <laughs> so, and I watch a lot of videos and read a lot of articles, and my brain just kind of just self-destructs. Maybe that's why I'm stuttering and slurring. It's trying to keep up with... Maybe we should do these, like, in the morning or something where we're not, like, dead. But... Yeah. I mean, it's only 7.30. 7.30 at night. After a long day at work. That's for you, Mum. I know you like that song. I didn't sing it really well. So what happens if they're being observed in two places at once? Or is that not possible? That's not possible, I don't think. I didn't research that part. Oh, so I'm just asking you questions. You're you asking me questions I don't know the answer to, which is typical. Well, it sounds like there, there would be a lot of questions. Oh, this, it is. So. And if this is of any interest in you in a very vague way, I know I haven't really done it justice. So I would highly suggest go and watch Joe Rogan's interview with Sean Carroll. He is a quantum physicist, and he believes in the many world interpretation. It's like a 12-minute video. That will probably explain it better than this. That will will explain it better than this, but he has like five degrees Mm. in that subject, and I barely passed high school. So that explains it. Cosmologist Alexander Valakin has expressed support for this interpretation. I think this is an important advance. They showed that the mathematics really do work out. It's, it kind of clears up the foundations of quantum mechanics. The math that there are more than one universe currently existing mm. works out. Yeah. To his hypothesis. Yeah, his I'd formulas. like to see his math. I'm sure I wouldn't understand any of oh, it. Oh, no, it'll be like letters and numbers and hieroglyphics that I wouldn't understand. But you'd be interested to see it. I'd anyway. be like, oh, yes, yes, interesting. You carried the one here and whatnot. 
instead of using a proper... <laughs> I just, like, just listen to what you said. You carried the one. <laughs> I'm trying to sound like I actually know what I'm talking about. There are, though, a lot of flaws in the quantum observation. It's not an easy thing to observe. It's not like watching penguins at a zoo. That's an interesting metaphor. I mean, I can understand that because, I mean, considering it's rooted in the fact that we can only observe one Mm. universe or existence currently. Yeah, we can't. We can't observe these many universes. So that would be hard to like prove it. Exactly. And quantum observation, it's like, I think, is it photons or protons? Mm. The one, the... They are both science things. They are both science things I don't understand. But one of them is light. And they travel in both... photons. I think so. And they travel in both directions at the same time. So that's another proof, quote-unquote. Yeah, I actually remember hearing about um, a science... A science experiment, <laughs> I think. Like, I, I don't remember the like fine details of it, but I think they were observing a atom or something. I feel like atom. I shouldn't even be saying this because I'm going to get it very wrong. Oh. But they were observing a, like like an atom or something like that, um, and it was something to do with the fact that they no forget about it. <laughs> I, I, saw, I, I could see the like failure in your eyes. Like just, it was happening. Like I remembered, and then it just left. And it was like abort mission. Abort, abort mission. mission. <laughs> I'm just gonna sound stupid. Oh, if you've listened to anything I've said, I'm sure. But nonetheless, what science has observed at the quantum level has raised more questions than it's answered. Like you, throughout this episode so far, have asked questions. I don't know the answer to. <laughs> Does anyone know the answer to this? Well, that's a good question. We don't know. The behaviour of quantum particles is erratic to say the least, and our understanding of probability becomes questionable. Because, mm-hmm. you know, two sides of a coin, but could it land on each side or could it land on its head or could it just disappear into thin air? For example, photons. Speak of the devil, I knew I wrote down somewhere. The smallest measurement of light have been shown to exist in both particle and wave states and the direction of these particles is thought to travel in both directions at the same time rather than in only one direction at different times that's so bizarre because you can't really that's a fact like you can't really imagine that happening like you can't imagine seeing an object move in both directions at the same time like that's not possible you'd think yeah right that's just so it's mind-boggling and to think that this is such a watertight solid scientific researched fact but it is a photon so it's a it's a something we can't see it's a it's a piece of light right like essentially that probably isn't like how you would describe it but maybe light works differently than physical matter so when we examine the quantum world We are outsiders to the knowledge that it holds within it. And as a result, our understanding of the universe is challenged. Mm -hmm. Now, going a bit more deeply into quantum suicide and the man and theory behind such an abrasive scientific hypothesis. Because a lot of people thought this was like hobgobble. It does sound a bit like hobgobble, hobgobble. <laughs> to be honest. It is. It's a bit like the um, the homeless crack addict on the corner of the... Or sleeping behind. Talking about quantum suicide. This was first proposed in 1957 by Hugh Everett III. We love a groundbreaking queen. In 1957. In the 1950s. Seven. You know what I mean. I yeah. like the I whole know. period. <laughs> the theory was scorned for decades. Well, yeah. As it would until Max Tegmark created the quantum suicide experiment, which leads to support the interpretation Everett proposed to all the possible outcomes that really do occur. So Max Tegmark in the late 80s kind of buffed this 
So how did he experiment? Well, it's just maths. Oh, okay. Really. It wasn't like n- someone actually had a gun to them. No, that's the whole idea of a thought experiment. It's oh, you do it. Oh, okay. You don't actually physically do it. You no. think about it. No, that's the... That's a weird way to... Well, that's the... Um... Thought experiment sounds much more interesting than thinking about something. <laughs> I'm going to have a thought experiment if I want to go out <laughs> next Friday night. But that was only a single version that plays out in a world we inhabit. Mm-hmm. All the other possibilities split from us, yada, yada, yada. We've gone over that. Mm. Max Tegmark suggests we may die many times throughout our lives. That's kind of interesting because I, I, have, this, I have quite a bad fear of dying. Yeah. But part of me can't actually comprehend dying, so I kind of just feel like I'm always going to exist, if you know what I mean. That's very interesting. Hmm. Like, I can't comprehend not existing, so I'm just assuming that I'm always going to exist. Whoa. (laughs) My brain just blew up. Yeah. Anyway... With each passing, so with each death we experience, our consciousness moves, slides, jumps or shifts to the closest timeline, very similar to the one we're in, where we have died. So, in a theory, we could have died. But surely there there must be a time where you actually do die, though. Oh, yes, definitely. Because it's not possible in this current existence to just keep living you know eventually Mm -hmm. you have to die or maybe is that the thing maybe that's the idea of past lives Mm. it's just a transfer of consciousness well that's personally what i hope happens like you would call that reincarnation Mm. i guess um i want to be a bat I just don't like the idea of not having a consciousness anymore. Mm. That's what scares me, I think, is just the non-existence. Right. I don't really like the idea of heaven either, being in the same place forever. Yeah. But I would still rather have a consciousness than the idea that when you die there's nothing and, you, and it's just like you're asleep. Because how is that possible? <laughs> Yeah, I like surely we can't just have this one life. I completely understand that, and I, this is, I guess, as well, the birth of quantum immortality. It's to understand the and trying to answer the questions of the universe mm. through the channel of science. Mm. I mean, personally, the things like is there an afterlife? What happens after we die? Those are the questions that will forever remain unanswerable. There is no way we can answer them at all. And it's funny because, it, like, assuming that reincarnation is yep. reality, you would move on to your next existence and still not know what happens. Yeah, and have no because memory Because you of won't your... remember. That's exactly. so weird. I <laughs> That's just... tripping me up. You need to lay down. <laughs> I need to lay down. <laughs> I don't want to reincarnate or go to heaven or hell I want to be a ghost and haunt everyone but you still have a consciousness yeah. if you're a ghost I want to be a banshee so you I, can haunt me I wouldn't haunt you well you can visit me yeah I'll like, contact you on the Ouija board can ghosts use Ouija boards for other ghosts <laughs> when I die I'll become a ghost and then I'll contact you on a Ouija I'll be board like, hey, bitch, like I'm bringing you, you like I'm texting you <laughs> Oh my god, the Ouija board is like the first phone. Whoa. It literally is. You're sending text messages to dead people and they're sending them back. Whoa. Holy fuck. Yeah. Anyway. I'm going to be a ghost. I'm going to haunt like an old Scottish-Irish castle that I've never been to before. But because I've just got such power as a ghost, I can just haunt it. Yeah, I was going to say, don't you normally haunt a place that you died in or you had a strong attachment to but you were just like no nah, fuck this I'm, I'm out see ya yeah we're like Barbados <laughs> gonna go haunt the Bahamas beach resort oh, I would so love to be a ghost I like the band ghost 
I'm going to be covering them in an episode, I think. Or a specific song by them. Stay tuned. So, Schrodinger's cat, Laura, our friend, who has a cat named Schrodinger. (laughs) That's kind of funny because it's like, Schrodinger was the person and it's Schrodinger's cat. I wonder if the cat had a name. Because it's funny. cat. Yeah. Oh, you keep asking these questions that just make me like, oh. I wish I could answer them. It's like Frankenstein. Is the doctor. Is the doctor. So a lot of people call, this is totally off topic, but a lot of people call Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein. But I call him Herman. Frankenstein is actually the professor. Dr. Frankenstein. Or the scientist, rather, that He's a doctor. <laughs> it is. So, Laura, you need to name the cat after the cat's name. If the cat had a name. Mm. Let's be honest, it probably didn't have a name because it was experimented on. It wasn't. Well, it was put in a box, right? That's what Schrodinger's cat was. It's a thought experiment. But did, Okay, so Schrodinger's cat was a thought experiment, not an actual experiment? Look, I'm not sure there's an actual cat in this situation. I think it's just a theoretical cat. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a well, real-life experiment where he put a cat in a box. This is stupid, but put a cat in a box and then said... Die? No, but, like, we don't know whether it's alive or dead, so in theory it's both. That's what Schrodinger's yeah. cat experiment was. Yeah, so we're going to skip that because you just did a oh, really shit, good <laughs> topic of it. I didn't mean to jump ahead. It's fine. But I think... From what I could gather, I think he was just, like, smoking a pipe one afternoon. It was like, what if I put my cat in a box? Do we know if it is dead or alive? So it was definitely a thought experiment? Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. So the Schrodinger's cat was kind of also based in the Copenhagen interpretation, which is another quantum physics thought experiment, schmozzle. I feel like I need to research thought experiments after this it sounds really interesting oh yeah definitely is i don't know a whole lot about them because it kind of hurts my brain Mm. but yes the con uh the copenhagen interpretation for the better part of the last century the most accepted explanation for why some of the quantum particles may behave in different ways was the quantum interpretation so out of all of the different theories thought experiments observations this was the one most people agreed on mm-hmm. most people most physicians Physici- physicians physicists somewhat similar to the mwi even though that the mwi a lot of physicists were just like no shut it down as soon as they heard it many quantum physicists still assume that the copenhagen interpretation is a hundred percent correct it was first posed by physicist Neil Bourne, or Niles Bourne, I think, in 1920. It says the quantum particle doesn't exist in one state or another, but in all of its possible states at once. Again, coming to the photons and whatnot. According to the Copenhagen interpretation, physical systems generally do not have definite properties prior to being measured. Quantum mechanics can only predict the probability of distribution of any given measurement measurements of the possible results. In this reality, let's say, well not in this reality, in this world on Earth where we live, it is a scientific fact that quantum particles can exist in more than one spot at one time. So why not us all everything everything yeah existing in more than one spot at one time to very simplify it oh and joe rogan i watched another guy on joe rogan um sir roger penrose he is like the epitome of a mad scientist he's like gaunt and wrinkly he's got the big glasses and he's got white hair like einstein right not as not as like physically crazy looking but like he's there he's still alive sir roger penrose believes that the physical universe that we live in is only is only in our perception and once our physical bodies die there is an infinity beyond that yes so before i kind of wrap this up and put a nice pretty bow on everything which i don't think i have 
There's a quote in The Matrix. Have you seen The Matrix? Yeah, once. That's good for you. Because I'm like, have you seen this? And she hasn't seen Bloody I want to rewatch The Matrix movies, actually. She'll have a movie night. Mm. I haven't seen it for a very long time. So, you know Trinity? No. <laughs> it's been a long time since I've anyway, seen the movies. Anyway, she says, Deja vu is usually a glitch in The Matrix. It happens when they change something. Mm. So that goes into the observation of an object and the way it functions. Yeah, 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 yeah. So now I want to open the floor up for discussion. And any questions? <laughs> it's like we've got a like a whole group of people here, and you're like everybody else questions. Everyone asks questions. So generally, <laughs> on a very very basic term, quantum immortality is the idea that once the consciousness dies, it'll just go to another reality. So it's kind of like reincarnation, still. Kind of, but extremely scientific based. Mm. And the backbone of the theory of quantum immortality is the fact of quantum particles exist in more than one spot at a time. So, like, if a particle, if an atom, if a photon can exist in more than one space, then we must have to as well. Mm, Because we're made up of all of those things. Correct. Exactly. Mm. So you're not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> You'll be up all night. I don't even know if I completely understand all of it, but I'm I sorry. understand the principle. Yeah. The like the 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 idea. But once you start getting into the like the details, it gets confusing. Oh, I will be the first to admit that I am very confused. I did try really hard for the research and tried to make it as coherent as I possibly could, but. I don't think I've done that. I probably just a whole bunch of gobbledygook that actually doesn't lead to it at all. But the idea of existing in more than one spot is quite... Mm. Very interesting. Well, you see things like that, that people are like, oh, it could just be a theory, but this has got the scientific background of it. Mm. Which I think makes it that little bit more interesting. It's like it, it, it's like it's a conspiracy theory, but it's grounded in quantum physics, which conspiracy theories generally aren't grounded in mm. science. So. You should have done like the research for this, because I swear you would have done a better job. Well, don't worry, I'll be talking about sleep paralysis. <laughs> oh God! Next episode. So. So that was my redneck version of quantum immortality. Hope you got at least something from it. I do feel like it's kind of connected to the Mandela effect. Oh, it is. Yes. Like the the concept of having several uh, universes or alternate realities Mm -hmm. all existing at the same time and having that like glitch in the matrix or things existing in multiple places at the same time and stuff like that. It, It does kind of lend to that, which makes me wonder, is the Mandela effect grounded in quantum physics i believe it is it's an interesting yeah thought yeah i'm gonna go home and sleep for like 10 years now hopefully i just blew up your brain even more yeah you did so yes sorry to all the science people out there i did a really bad job i think at least it's not i got too um caught up in the wormhole Mm. i just fell down an internet rabbit hole of um information and i kind of scribbled it down and threw it all together tried to make sense of it i mean it sounds like a very hard topic to make sense of so i think it is without spending hours explaining it yes and again i don't have a degree in science Mm. so that's why i've probably was like i don't think my bachelor of arts is going to cut it for this yeah and i don't think my Grade 12, quite <laughs> Yeah, great. Is it a diploma? Or yeah, I think it's diploma, a diploma of high school education will cover it as either. But it is an interesting topic, and I do highly suggest, um, if you are interested in, to further watch videos from um, Sean Carroll, Roger Penrose, and Robert Lanza, I think was the other one I watched. They all 
talk about it really in-depthly and really, really well done. That's where I got a lot of the ideas from this mm-hmm. from and kind of took notes while I was watching them. Um, trippy, but very worth your time. They're only, like, 15 minutes or less, so not too much of your chunk. It's not like a five-hour seminar. I can't imagine this information being put into 15 minutes. Oh, nor can I, but they have somehow a done it. A good way of doing it. Yeah, yeah. because they're proper f- quantum physicists Mm. but anyway i guess we'll leave it here for this episode this is slightly slightly less spooky just more but still a theory so i feel and it's strange so i feel like it still fits into the yeah i think the the idea generally of another universe is just or infinite universes is just mind-boggling in itself but we weren't gonna like pigeonhole exactly what, what we're going to we talk can't about. say we're a true crime podcast and want to talk about quantum immortality yeah but we will be talking about serial killers we will be talking about true crime we will be talking about paranormal events events and different things like that but... talking about real things fake things theories conspiracy theories anything and... anything that's unusual i think yes um because that's what we're interested in and we've bonded over that quite a bit throughout our friendship um and i think our banter's good a bit of lad banter (laughs) um yeah it's just interesting and i think some podcasts do take a very analytical um structured approach which i love those are my favorite things but i think sometimes when you want to hear about something but you don't want to put all your focus into it have a little chatty session yeah yeah definitely about it not too formal yeah yes well thank you for joining us again yeah our second um, episode we'll see you next episode for sleep paralysis where we'll be talking to Haley because she's had some experiences and maybe get some um interviews with other people who've had similar experiences yeah we might phone my mum in Mm to see what she has to say because I don't think I could remember all of it yeah yeah but I won't give away too much I'm excited I didn't really know what's planned for the next episode so yeah we'll see you next time and um, you'll hear us but we won't hear you and don't listen to the call of the void not at all see you next time see you next time Bye. bye